I can see you out there, Kevin. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind. Kellen Olson joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, before we get to Kellen, according to Ian Rappaport and a lot of other people, Sean McVay is uh, telling his staff he intends to return as the Rams coach. Oh, he intends to return. What happened, Sean? What happened? Because just the other day you were saying, you know what, hey, listen, if you want to leave, you're free to leave. Okay? Because I don't know what I'm doing. sounded like Jack Nicholson when you said that. (laughs) Okay. If you want to leave. No. Okay, look. That means there's only five uh, head coach openings. Like, I don't know if, if Sean Payton to the Rams was going to be a real option, but I think it's that's not good. now. No, that's yeah. good right so there. Let's keep it, it down is. right here. Are you I, kidding me? I feel like at this point, Denver is like the team I'm worried about. Not, okay, Denver. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the other team I'm worried Ian about. Ian Rappaport says you got to be worried about the Houston Texans. Well, maybe, maybe Ian's right. The other team I'm worried about is the Phoenix Suns, which is why we have Kellen Olsen joining uh, us on the Arizona Sports Line right Killer. now. Kellen, what's going on, man? Does this mean I'm not getting a second interview with the Rams? <laughs> no, no interview you. You're just not getting the job. <laughs> Killer, how are you doing? I'm going to put it on my resume still. I'm doing good. What's up, man? Um, you tell me right now. Um, when you think of the Phoenix Suns and the stories that are out there today, what what is the one story that grabs your attention? I'd, I'd really like to know. It, it's, it's not the Jay Crowder one. We'll talk about it in a bit, but I, I – I'm just encouraged by the way that they've played for the last five games. They, they set such a low standard, unfortunately, with the way that they were playing over that month, over over December, and then a week into January. We, we, we were just looking to sort of, sort of just try and get a look back at this team from like an effort and a fight perspective, and we've seen that in the last five games. I've, I've joined you guys' the show a couple of times over this last six weeks. We've been talking about more and more how it's less about or, or I've been saying at least, I think it's less about wins and losses right now and more about them starting to look like themselves as a team. And they've done that in the, in the last week, which is encouraging because right now they're missing seven of their most eight in, important players. Maybe D.A. will come back tonight, but they're so shorthanded to such a crazy degree that it's about just getting back to their rhythm of basketball. And then once these guys start to trickle back in over the next two weeks, they can start to get back to adding wins. Who, and just even looking over the last five games, five different leading point scorers in those five games, and obviously none of them are Devin Booker because he's not playing, but when you look back over the stretch where you are more encouraged, what has you most encouraged? I like the way that Mikel has bounced back. I think that he and DeAndre were both put in a really difficult position because they were expecting their roles to increase, but I think no one could have seen a situation in which their roles would have increased to this extent where the Suns didn't really have ball handlers available and point guards available on the floor to the point where they were relied on that much. And, and I think DeAndre, specifically in his last game he played before his ankle injury, looked looked great with how he was responding and getting in the flow of the game. And I think Mikel in, in the last three has been there. I think last night you just chalked it up to a schedule loss in the way that he played. But that Warriors game, that, that was some of the best basketball that he's played this year. And he did so in a moment where he was getting the ball in the fourth quarter and he was the guy being Devin Booker getting trapped by the defense. I don't even know if Mikael Bridges has been trapped before, like even going back to Villanova, like he's not really been that type of offensive option. So a lot of growing moments for him. And he's, he's been doing well after, after not shooting the ball well uh, for, for pretty much a month straight. So DeAndre Ayton, do you think he's going to play tonight? And if he does, how do you think he's going to play? What do you want to see from him? 
The track record on his, his ankle sprains so far, Wolf, it, it's been the left ankle now. I think this is the third time that he's had an ankle sprain uh, this year, and both of the times he missed two games. So we should be on pace for tonight if, if, he, <laughs> if you lead to that, of course. But it, but if not, yeah, I, I think Monday is the same bet. That's the good thing about these games, Wolf, for this week is that they have two games over, over seven full days after the Denver loss. Two games over seven full days. Gives them a lot of time to rest, and I think rest can be defined two different ways. It's for guys like DeAndre and Landry Shaman and Chris Paul and the guys going through other rehab stuff, but it's also just the guys who are playing right now who are playing crazy minutes. Guys like Mikel Bridges, Torrey Craig taking on a lot more responsibility. Dwayne Washington Jr. is in there as well. Uh, but this is certainly one you could use them for, right, with the, with the size that Minnesota presents and the way that they've been playing basketball. I think they've won four of their last five. They started to piece a little bit of things together in that very jumbled-up West. Talking to Kellen Olson, uh, Kellen, we're now 43 games into the season. The Suns have won five of their last 20. Now I get it. It's an 82-game season, and 10 teams get to go to the postseason, whatever you consider the play-in. So it's not like every regular season game means that much, but at what point in your mind does the record actually start to matter? Because they're kind of just hanging on to a play-in tournament spot right now. Right. It, It definitely matters right now. I think we should characterize it as that, but I will say that when the injuries are so ridiculous, which is the way that they've been now, again, I, I just need to say it out loud. If we were assuming that Jay Crowder was, was playing for this team, he would be one of the seven of the most eight important players that is out for them right now. Mikel Bridges is the only guy you could for sure pen in in their playoff rotation coming up in April who is playing right now, which which is crazy to say in terms of the injury outlook and everything like that. So I think that requires you to readjust expectations. And right now, I'm looking at the start of February, the second week of February, when it seems like that's a safe point to sort of say, okay, that seems like when everyone should be back. We have reevaluation dates for campaign. His his is coming up in about a week, and then Dev Booker's is about two weeks out still. But then once you hit that February point, it seems like we should start getting to the point now where just about everyone is back, and that's when you want to see them, okay, play five games, ten games over 500 for a 30-game stretch the rest of the way. Then you're looking at a – about 500 record, five games over 500. That's certainly nothing, nothing that uh, will clinch home court. They'll probably wind up being like a five or a six seed right now unless they really catch fire in the, in the second half of the season. But, but for now, I, I think that's the record I'm more looking at. It's like once everyone is fully back, once more importantly, just once Devin Booker returns, okay, can you be 10 games over 500 for that stretch? Because you not only need it for the standings, but you need it for the momentum going into the playoffs as well. Talking to Kellen Olson, uh, Kellen, the Chris Haynes story on Jay Crowder today. It's got a, a pretty impactful quote from Mikel Bridges in there, and then it's got a couple long ones from Jay Crowder. What most stood out to you? Uh, just how confused I am, like he is, uh, apparently, because <laughs> you know when you have situations when you really need more information and then you get a little bit more information, then you're even more confused. Like you just thought, all I need is information, and then once you get information, you're like, ah, well, actually I need – Clarification on the information. Hundred percent agree with you. Yes, hundred percent. And, and this is one of those instances because I'm just kind of. We knew that this is not a secret. It, the players going back to training camp talked about how much support they have for Jay and his situation and how they support him through what he's going through. I, everyone said that that was a unanimous thing. So that wasn't really in question. And it seems like from Jay's statement to Chris Haynes. It was just more about his leadership uh, being questioned. At least that's what it seemed like he wanted to address the most, which guess what? When you don't show up, uh, 
your leadership is going to be questioned or you go through a situation where you are asked to be sent away from the team or however this exactly went down. Because, again, I'm even more confused now because Jay in his statement clarified that this is not due due to contractual negotiations or or anything like that. But he, he put the blame essentially on the coaches and said he was pushed out the door. Yeah. Now, now, what does he mean by that? Does he mean that the coaches disrespected him because he wasn't starting? Was it something more? That is where we need further clarification for this story because I am I am still a bit confused. At, okay, what led to the coaches disrespecting you? What? How did we get from there to you being pushed out the door? Yeah. As he puts it, pushed out the door. By the way, makes it sound like he was ready to come and play still. Yeah. So no. this is one of those things where. It requires a lot more further clarification, and guess what, guys? We're probably not going to get it for a while, at least. We'll see if if Jay feels like tweeting again before the trade deadline, but for now, uh, nothing. Yeah, you know, not knowing Jay Crowder and the type of person that he is personally here, you know, it makes it very, very tough to decipher whether he's telling the truth or not. My question is, why now? You know, wh- why now? Why why is all of this happening right now? And even Mikel going on record and commenting on it, uh, which I give him an awful lot of credit for. But we're, we're probably going to find out and get some answers as the weeks yeah, I think unfold. It, it's a tough, it's a tough position for him to be in Wolf in some ways because I I know that there are Suns fans the the ninety eight percent of Suns fans listening right now aren't going to sympathize with Jay Crowder at all, and that's not what I'm asking for right now or, or saying or anything like that. I'm just saying it's a position for him where his leadership and his locker room role and all that kind of stuff is being questioned because he's the guy not showing up right now. He's the guy staying at home. And and I would have never penned Jay Crowder as that, as that type of guy to do that. But again, we need further clarification on exactly what happened here. We're not going to get it from the Sun side, at least. It's, it's up to Jay Crowder how much he wants to say. And he said a little bit here, but it still wasn't enough to even let us know why. But you, to your point, Wolf, we know exactly the type of Jay Crow- guy Jay Crowder is. In his statement, he said, I'm going to continue to be the guy I am on the court and in the locker room. Well, it's impossible for him to be the guy he is on the court and in the locker room when he's not on the court or in the locker room. So <laughs> yes. it's it, it's just a very difficult situation because it sounds like, again, it would have been great for him to say, I just wanted to play. Yeah. But, again, he didn't say it in his statement. So clarification, more information, but we need clarification. Please. The only other so, thing I'll, everything. Yeah, the only other thing I'll say quickly, just being a former professional athlete, if, in fact, he is telling the truth, if, in fact, he is – um, mystery solved for me, but that's neither here nor there. Kellen, good stuff, man. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Okay, bro.